Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for us today comes from the fifth chapter of Micah, which we'll be referring to throughout today's message. Our nation is filled with little towns that are famous. Places like Plymouth, Valley Forge, Gettysburg are small in comparison with our biggest cities, yet they remain well known because things happened there that ought not be forgotten. Today, the prophet Micah tells us about another little town. In this one, God's own son will be born. Micah speaks and says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the towns of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Historians tell us that Bethlehem's population was maybe a couple thousand at the beginning of the New Testament. Why not choose Jerusalem, the nation's capital, its largest city, the center of commercial and political power, where people of royalty and wealth and influence lived? Perhaps it was to show that God was not sending a commercial Messiah or a political Messiah. The glory of his Messiah would be humility. The calling card of his Messiah would be servanthood. God routinely uses people and places from the margins, voices from the edge, seemingly insignificant people and locations to accomplish his ends. Who did Jesus choose to lay the foundation of his church? Well, fishermen, tax collectors, a few radicals thrown in for good measure. In today's gospel, Mary is amazed that God would even notice her, much less bless her in this most peculiar way. You see, God's choice of the little town of Bethlehem is part of a bigger pattern. A pattern that continues right throughout the New Testament era down to the present day. In 1 Corinthians, St. Paul writes, Brothers, think of what you were before you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong so that no one can boast before him. God's choice of that little town of Bethlehem is a reminder that you cannot be too little or too insignificant for God to notice and to bless you. God has chosen you and me 
can only speak for myself when I say, I know I don't deserve it. Our place in God's kingdom, our place in his family is the result of his greatness. Certainly not mine. And that is good news. It means you and I matter to God. The scars on Jesus' body tell you how much you matter. But this is also a warning to those who may get caught up in human greatness. We tend to apply the motto, bigger is better, to just about everything, whether it's business organization, military power, even churches. We may come to trust in our accomplishments so much, we stop delighting or even looking for God's activity in our lives. But standing at the threshold of Christmas, we have yet another chance to stop, to change direction, to repent, to receive the forgiveness of sins and new outlook on life that this child is coming to give, an outlook that boasts in the Lord, an outlook that trusts in His upside-down wisdom. God's choice of the little town of Bethlehem also has something to say about life here in the real world. And what I mean is this, Bethlehem definitely had its share of tragedies and heartbreak. In Bethlehem, there is a burial stone that is a monument to great love and great loss. There, Jacob's beloved wife, Rachel, died. Jacob loved Rachel so much, he worked 14 years for her hand in marriage, She died as she gave birth to their son, Benjamin. She named him with her last cry. And centuries later, when thousands of Israelites were led to Babylon as captives, the prophet Jeremiah would write that a voice is heard in Ramah, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because her children are no more. And in today's Gospel, we see Mary and Elizabeth and they're rejoicing. Mary will soon have to flee Bethlehem with Joseph and Jesus as King Herod slaughters innocent little boys in Bethlehem in a crazed attempt to get at her son. God's choice of Bethlehem says this to you today. Right in the middle of inhuman cruelty and national crisis, right in the middle of haunting grief and bitter disappointment, right in the middle of a world gone mad, Jesus comes to you. The living good news of God Himself. 
while there are real problems around us and real pain inside, Jesus comes to set things right. He comes to console you with His unstoppable love, to make you bold by His resurrection. This morning I want to tell you about one of the oldest Christian churches in the world, the Church of the Nativity. And that is allegedly built right over the site that made Bethlehem the greatest location in Judah. Now what's unusual about the church in Bethlehem, Church of the Nativity, is that the once normal entrance to the area that is built over this cave where Jesus was said to have been born. It's now so small that only one person can enter at a time and you have to stoop down to go in. There's the picture. Now why is it that way? Well, reportedly, at one time, invading horsemen rode right into the church and trampled the cave area and did a lot of damage to the interior of the sanctuary. So, to prevent future desecration and certainly to block a horse and rider, the doorway was made much smaller, and you can see that. In the detail of the photo, the old archway blocked in. Now, to get inside, you have to stoop. As we go to Bethlehem in spirit today and later this week, this is what we need to do. Stoop down. Humble yourself. Kneel at the manger of Jesus bow at the bedside of God in the flesh and through the eyes of faith see the baby whose goodness fills your emptiness, whose love consoles you in your sorrow, whose power will steady you through the changes of life. Where Meek souls will receive Him. Still, the dear Christ enters in. Please pray with me. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen.